Welcome to the Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information and get ready. This is going to be a fun one. And we're rolling, baby, the Long Balls Golf Podcast. Dr. Jake Berman here, the originator of the Berman Method of Golf Performance, where we specialize in helping aging golfers gain more distance, improve their ball striking, and play more frequently, not letting nagging aches and pains hold you back. It's been a fun past couple of months here at Berman Golf. I'm sure if you've been following us on all of our socials and emails, you've seen all this. We hired two experienced PGA pros a couple of months ago to come on board and help us take Berman Golf to the next level. Main reason why we did that is because there's always been something missing, or I felt like there's always been something missing from the Berman method because I'm helping these golfers move their body better so that they can improve ball strike and gain distance. They're essentially able to perform the golf swing much more efficiently. And we always get to this point to where they've gained a significant amount of distance, not a couple of yards, not five yards. It's usually a minimum of 10 yards, if not 15 or 20, sometimes 30 yards off the tee and even with the irons, just simply because we are generating more power in their already quote-unquote crappy golf swing. And I'm not calling somebody's golf swing crappy. I'm using their words. So a lot of people that come to work with me, they'll say, I've got a crappy golf swing and I've been trying to get lessons for essentially years now and nothing has helped. I just want to hit the ball farther. I don't want to be the short ball in the group anymore. I'm tired of it or I'm I'm really resisting moving up tees. And it really comes down to an efficiency thing where most of these people are not weak by any means. I mean, they're physically in good shape. They're just not being efficient. They're working harder, not smarter. So come back full circle to Berman Golf and our origins. I've been able to help a ton of golfers move more efficiently, get their bodies moving more efficiently. And then the natural evolution is, okay, now your body is moving more efficiently. Now let's bring in the technical aspect, and that's teaching pros, PGA pros, somebody that can give you the technical aspect of it, mainly, not mainly, starting with your grip, swing path, swing plane, and all these other words that I shouldn't be saying right now because it's outside of my scope of practice. And that's what's really going to take this thing to the next level because now you can move your body the way that you should be moving it. Now let's just tweak it a little bit and work on the technical aspect. And the people that we've been working with over the past couple of months have gotten exponentially better really fast because their bodies are moving better and now we're adding the technical component to it. So it's been a lot of fun these past couple of months here at Berman Golf. However, the thing that I really wanted to talk to you guys about today is my round that I played with my brother-in-law over Thanksgiving. And I don't think that I've said it on the podcast. I, I know I said it in our newsletter where we've got this friendly, brotherly rivalry where it's 
my wife's sister's husband and we're really good friends. We all went to college together. So we've known each other since college and we both are equally just as good on any given day on the golf course and just as equally as bad any given day on the golf course. I mean, we could go out and shoot 80s 90s or not even come close to breaking triple digits and it's like what the heck happened and it's gone back and forth we keep track of it who won the last round and it's pretty much neck and neck where nobody really pulls away i've won as many rounds as he's won and vice versa however this year I was really looking for, he lives, lives in Nashville, by the, or Franklin, Tennessee, just south of Nashville, by the way. So it's not like we get to play often. It's usually once a year, maybe twice a year, usually around Christmas or in the summertime. So we don't get to play a whole lot of times throughout the year. So we always look forward to it. And I am the king of trash talking, even though I know that I'm not that great just because I'm trying to do anything to give me a slight edge. Let me get into his head a little bit, even though it doesn't work at all. So anyways, I was really looking forward to playing this round, which was just over Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, because this would be my first official time playing with my new clubs, my new irons that I got fit for at TrueSpec a few months back. And I was just really excited. I have not even hit I had not at that point even hit any golf balls with these new clubs that I had just gotten. They literally were in the box for almost two months. And the main reason is because the fall is our biggest travel time between me and my wife. We Every year we go, we take a trip out to northwest Missouri, bow hunting, archery hunting for white-tailed deer and we do that every year and it's usually the last part of October or the first part of November and plus I try to fit in another trip or two before or after that trip so that's the main reason why I'd never even hitting any balls with this so fast forward to the week of Thanksgiving I take my nine iron out and my wedge out and I hit 10 balls with each and I'm going oh my gosh these things are absolutely amazing And the thing that was amazing about it was I didn't feel like I had to work as hard to accomplish the task. So I went to the 150 yard mark on one of the par fours in the, on the course that is in my in-laws neighborhood. It's Queens Harbor golf course. You can look it up. It is not a very friendly course at all. If you are not at least a decent golfer because it is narrow and it is wet, both of which are not friends of those that can't control it off the tee, which has been historically my Achilles heel when playing that course. So anyways, I went out to the 150 mark on one evening right before dark and I took five balls out there with my nine iron and I did not expect to be hitting the green because typically if I'm at the 150 mark with my old clubs, I'm pulling out a seven iron and I'm going to try to get up there somewhere. So I took the nine iron with the intention on landing short of the green and then practicing some chipping on the back end. So to my surprise, the first shot that I hit with this brand new nine iron that I got fit with actually sticks the green. 
And I'm going, what the heck? I'm looking around to see if anybody saw it or if it was just me. Of course, it was just me because it's almost dark and nobody's out there. And I was like, oh my gosh, that felt like butter. That felt easy. Like I didn't even have to try for that. And this is where it got exciting because I put another ball on the ground and I go to do it again. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to really go get after this one. And the second ball I hit, I completely shank it. And I'm just praying that it doesn't find somebody's window. Luckily, a palm tree caught it before somebody's window caught it. And I'm going, oh my gosh, what the heck? Why, why do us males do that? As soon as you hit a really good shot, it's almost inevitable that the very next shot, you just try a little bit harder. It's like, why do we do this? Just swing easy. So the third shot, I swung easy again, and I hit the green again. I'm like, what the heck? I just hit the green twice from 150 yards out with a nine iron, and I didn't even try to get after it. I didn't try to flight it. I didn't try to compress it. I didn't try to do anything. I just swung easy. I'm like, okay, now I'm getting excited because I'm really going to kick my buddy's ass or my brother-in-law's ass, Daniel. I hope you're listening to this. So I hit 10 balls and out of 10 balls from the 150 yard mark with my nine iron, I stuck the green four times and then the other two were right on the fringe. And then the other, I think there was two more that was to the sand trap to the left. And then of course the shankaroo over there, not quite sure if the math is correct there, but overall I was really impressed with what just happened. So the very next night, I go to a par three, and again, it's right before dark, so I take 10 balls out there to the par three, and I took my wedge with me that time. It was a 140-yard par three, so I took my wedge. It's completely across a swampy marsh. There is no dry ground from the tee box to the green, and historically, when we play this, I have never, ever, ever landed it anywhere in play. So I took the wedge and better results on this time. So I hit the green seven times out of 10. And the other three were, actually, I shot 11 shots on this night. So I hit seven out of 10, green seven out of 10. And then three of those were right on the fringe. And then the 11th shot that I hit was a complete shank because it was getting dark. And I'm like, let me just try to get after this thing and see what I can do. So the take-home message from these two episodes is whenever I tried to do way more than I should have, it ended disastrous. So one, it wasn't even close to employee. So I've now, to date in this story, I've hit 21 balls with my nine iron, my wedge, haven't hit any balls with any other clubs, haven't hit a shot with a driver, period. And we're supposed to play Friday morning, the day after Thanksgiving, and we wake up and it's raining and it's cold. It's 50 degrees and it's cold in Jacksonville. And I'm going, oh my gosh, my plan was to get to the driving range an hour early so that I could actually try out my new clubs, try them out, see what the distances are on my wedges because I had no idea. I mean, that's where I've made up strokes historically is around the green because you put me 100 yards in. I'm sticking the pin like I'm going to be somewhere within 10 feet max is what my goal is with 100 yards in. I just feel that confident with my old wedges and I had not tried these ones yet. So 
I'm like, I'm not going. There's no way I'm going to go bang balls out in the rain and 50 degrees because I have a 60 degree rule. I will not play golf if it's colder than 60 degrees. You may laugh at that and say that you'd never play if it was up north, but I'm just not doing it. Not down here in Naples, not when we have 360 days that are not below 60. I'm just not doing it. So long story short, we go and we check in right before our tea time and we go straight to the tea box like we normally do. Me and my brother-in-law, we don't, you know, we don't go to the driving range and warm up. Let's just go have fun because neither one of us are good enough to actually warm up and for it to make a difference. So we go straight to the tea box and the first drive that I hit is a massive banana slice that barely lands on the right side of the fairway, but in play. And it's like, okay, let's hit two off the tee. Let's get a breakfast ball because we didn't do anything. And the the second ball I hit was a massive <laughs> uh, duck hook to the left. So I'm like, okay, this is not going in the right direction. So I'm telling this story for a reason. I'm going to get to the point here in a minute. So we go up and hit the second shot. And now I have to hit through trees. There's trees right in the middle between me and the green. I'm 180 yards out. And I've got to kind of just do a punch shot to try to get through the the woods. So I get through the trees and now I've got, I don't know, I think it was 110 yards to the green. And I picked out the 54 degree wedge, I believe it was. And I'm going, I have no idea if this is what I should be hitting right now. Swung it nice and easy and landed it within 14 inches of the pin. And I'm going, oh my God, I'm pretty sure that was the right club. And my brother-in-law sees it and he goes, what in the heck did you just, what? Come on, come on. Okay, okay, this is how we're going to play this game. I said, hey man, I don't know what to tell you. So that's number one. Number two is a par five, and it's a long par five. So I get on the tee box again, and I freaking shank one out of bounds off the tee, and I'm going, what the heck is going on? The thing that, and this was a recurring thing, where the next three holes that were driver holes, I'm just slicing it or I'm duck hooking it off the tee, and I'm going, this is crazy. Because every single one of my iron shots on the front nine was money. It just was easy. It was awesome. It was doing exactly what I wanted it to do. So on number six, I believe it was, I said, this is the last chance this driver has. I stepped into the tee box and I just washed everything from the past five holes out of my brain. I'm like, okay, let's just swing easy, nice grip, nice stability, core activation, start planting that right foot, getting the glute firing, swing easy. And yes, I hit one right down the middle, 250 yards, not a big drive at all, but it was straight and right down the middle. I'm like, okay, I can do that. So then I go up and I hit my next iron shot. And this is another par four. And I smoked my seven iron perfectly right where I wanted it to go, 185 yards, right down to the middle. So now I've got an easy, maybe 50-yard chip 
up to the green, chip it up, par out the hole. I'm going, okay, that's it. I'm done with this driver. I don't need it anymore because the way these irons are playing, I bet you that if I tee off with my four iron, I'm going to get plenty of yardage. We're not playing the tips, right? I think we're playing 6,200 yards. I'll get plenty of yardage and I'll just hit it again if I need to. And let's just play the game that way. So at the end of the round, I ended up shooting a 95. And ironically, a 95 was the best that I had played in quite some time. And this was taken into consideration a lot of trash talking, a lot of shenanigans that were occurring between me and my brother-in-law, a lot of run-ins with the cart girl whenever she was coming around. So there was a lot of other things going on and some funny things that were going on on his plate. And I won't even go down that road. So it could have easily been in the low 80s if two things would have occurred. Number one, I would have left the driver in the bag because I didn't get to the driving range to figure out what was going on. I had not hit my driver in, man, it's probably, probably four months was the last time I hit a ball with a driver. So what was I expecting to do? Just show up and the driver was going to be performing correctly? So had I left the driver in the bag and had it been a more serious round and not a fun extracurricular round with my brother-in-law, that round would have easily been in the low 80s, if not better. And the main reason was because I did not have to work as hard as I had been working with my old clubs. So this is not meant to be a pitch for true spec because I've pitched them plenty in past podcasts and posts and everything. What I'm trying to pitch here is the fact that you should be working smarter, not harder. So if you're going to the driving range and you're just banging ball after ball after ball and buckets of balls and sweating bullets and saying, yeah, I just need to figure out this one thing. Most likely, if you're not a really low single digit handicapper, most likely you are working harder and not smarter. And you will never, ever, ever be able to figure it out by yourself. If you could figure it out by yourself, you would have figured it out by yourself. So that's going to lead me to say this thing is, in all the years that I've been doing this, in physical therapy world and in the golf world, so bourbon physical therapy and in bourbon golf, I can say this 100% of the time is true. That when you come in thinking your problem is X, it is always Y. And the reason why is because you are too subjective to be objective. So I'm too subjective to be objective. When I have an issue, I think it's X and it's, it's Z. It's not even Y. It's something else. That is what you need help with. And then the most important part after you decide that you need to get help is making sure you're getting help from the right person. So think about it this way. I've worked with a lot of really competitive amateur golfers over the age of 60 over the past few years. I've worked with a lot of really good amateur golfers over the age of 70 in the past couple of years and a handful of really good single digit and even plus golfers in their 80s over the past couple of years. And there's one thing in common amongst the really good ones and the ones that work really hard and are not that good. 
and that is accountability, coachability. Are you coachable? Are you currently seeking out feedback and coaching? And then most importantly, are you being held accountable to that feedback? Are you given a specific thing to do as homework? And do you have to come back in a certain period of time and produce that homework? And that is what has really changed here at Berman Golf over the past couple of months is historically, yes, I've always given homework on the biomechanics side and I expect you to do that homework and we cannot go to the next level until you pass this level. However, now when we're incorporating this technical aspect to it, it is completely changing the return on investment that my clients are having because we're holding you accountable to it. You come in and we know if you did your homework or not. You don't even have to stretch the truth. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. So you can't sit here and say this is not working or I want something different because you haven't mastered this step yet. We can't skip this step and go to the next step because you didn't like that step. And that is what I think was why I had so much fun playing with my brother-in-law over Thanksgiving was because he's over here, you know, frustrated with his tee shots, his iron shots, chunking things or slicing things or whatever it is. But every single time I had an iron in my hand, I was completely confident, completely calm, swung easy, didn't try to muscle anything. And I can honestly say that at least 90% of my iron shots did really close to what I wanted them to do, if not exactly what I wanted them to do. Of course, there was a couple that I hit thick or you know, a couple that I pushed or pulled, but I could honestly say that at least 90% of my iron shots did pretty close to exactly what I wanted them to do. And that's because I've been disciplined in the office. I've not been hitting golf balls, but I've been disciplined doing the homework that I should be doing. And I think that that might be the biggest take-home message for everybody is nine times out of 10, you're going to leave one of our sessions and your homework is not even going to be to hit a golf ball. It's to get into this position over and over again. Do it a hundred times before I see you again. Do it 500 times before I see you again. Do it a thousand times before I see you again. And then that's going to train your brain how to do it over and over again subconsciously. Because the last thing that you want to do once you do have the club in your hand and a little white intimidating thing on the ground in front of you is to have to think about something else. You want that to be subconscious. So the thing that I'll leave you with is, are you really serious about getting better? Are you serious about actually gaining 10 more yards or even 20 more yards? Are you serious about improving your ball striking and being able to compress the ball versus top the ball or chunk the ball? Are you serious about being able to be strong enough with your back or your knee so that you can go on the trip to Scotland this summer or next year or whatever it is? If you think you are, are you paying for the accountability? I don't care if you're here in Naples or if you're virtual. We've got people all over the country and even the world, a couple in the UK right now that we are working with virtually and holding them accountable. Every single week, we are taking little tiny baby steps towards getting better 
versus going around and around and around in circles and going nowhere or most likely getting worse. So are you ready for accountability? Now's the time to do it. We got a new year coming. Everybody's going to have resolutions coming around and everybody's going to be excited for the first two to six weeks. And then once mid-February rolls around and Valentine's Day rolls around, everybody loses interest in resolutions. And it's like, okay, maybe next year we'll try again. Are you ready to do this? Do you want help with this? You want to be held accountable? Then let's do this. Make sure you go to BermanGolf.com and check out our new quiz. I've got a quiz up there that will tell you, go through and you answer a handful of quizzes. Won't take you more than 90 seconds, most likely. And at the end, what the quiz will tell you is exactly which stretches or exercises you should be doing to get a better return on investment for whatever it is that you're doing. Meaning that if you're struggling with distance, if you're struggling with ball striking, if you're struggling with back pain or knee pain, you answer these questions. And at the end, it's going to give you a couple of videos that you can start doing today right now that will help you start improving your ability to do XYZ. So go check out BermanGolf.com. Check out the quiz. It's free. Takes 90 seconds to do it. Send you an email with all these videos that you can start doing today. And it'll at least start getting you going in the right direction. All right. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. Share this podcast with somebody else that you know is working harder, not smarter. They keep saying, what the heck is going on with my game? But they keep it. It's almost like they're expecting something different, yet they're doing the definition of insanity. So share this podcast with them and tune in next time because next time and we're going to have another fun episode. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to bermangolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, bermangolf.com, and check out a ton of stuff that we have there. Or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up. Comment on the videos. Let me know what your questions are. Try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you, guys.